There's already Drakari sweatshirts. There's already a lot of merch, and I've already bought quite a bit of it. Oh it's my really god, good. the Drakari fandom. I I, res- I respect. I am the Drukari fandom. Are you kidding? Like, <laughs> I was. This movie wasn't even out yet. So, like, before the movie even came out, like, everyone was already like obsessing over Richard Madden because mm-hmm. obviously no one knew yet. Yeah. But like, valid because Richard Madden's great. Um, but I was like, these two. Well, it it didn't. Okay, because you know Dunkirk, one of my favorite movies of all time, and George. That's just character of the movie. Barry's in it, and so I was like, "Oh, my little sweater is wearing baby's like in it." And then there's a deaf person, so as a hard of hearing person, obviously I attached to them before the movie came out. And then I left the movie, found out that everyone's attached to them now, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is weird. <laughs> this is a turn of I, I love because for the listeners at home, they were holding up their like action figures and I was thinking oh like my Fina one's sitting over there she's vibing she's vibing she's sitting she's right next to my Thrawn action figure she's in between Thrawn and Tech. that's a nightmare an absolute nightmare she killed both of them I'm sorry Thrawn and Tech. she killed both of oh, them they wouldn't stand a chance <laughs> I love how somehow like we make the Eternals episode about Star Wars. It's gonna keep happening. I mean, it's we could hard. do a whole episode on its own about how Icarus and Anakin are the same character but in different fonts. And I, I, I know, but okay, well, okay, Icarus is Anakin if he didn't have all the childhood trauma. Yeah, but that's why I say like the different fonts. But yeah. Like, they have the same idea. Which is why I like which is why I attach to Anakin because he has the fun childhood trauma aspect was, and the it's terrible attachment issues. Which Icarus does not issues. say <laughs> <laughs> That's just this whole thing where Icarus his whole storyline. So the first like there's the whole thing where it's like the whole thing is like an abortion thing, an allegory for abortion. Have you seen that one? Where like literally Icarus what? is pro life because he wants to like birth thousands millions and billions of souls later on by like letting um tiamat rise and stuff and everyone else is like no we can't do that because there's already people living we can't do this but it's also i see the whole icarus thing and all that just like an allegory for religious drama yeah i mean (laughs) we can go into that one if we really want (laughs) um uh, we might have to do a part two to this um, because we have so much that we want to talk about <laughs> because I am like, I'm not like a Marvel stan yet, but I loved Eternals. I saw it for Angelina Jolie. <laughs> I mean, I saw it for Barry Keegan and the Stark reunion and I came out well fed. So although the Stark reunion lasted all of five seconds. Oh yeah. We're going to be fine. mentioning spoilers. So <laughs> oh, yeah, this is totally spoiler not spoiler free so if you haven't seen the movie leave now <laughs> yeah because cause <laughs> we're gonna start uh i mean i we should have said a spoiler in the beginning because my name is literally gilgamesh's replacement <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of <laughs> spoiled it right then and there meanwhile i have the fun dunkirk reference because that's i am i'm a walking dunkirk reference at this point it's fine it's a comfort movie that should not be a comfort movie but here we are that that could be like a TikTok sound. It's a comfort movie. It's a comfort movie when it really shouldn't be. 
Like Rogue One. <laughs> like when people say Rogue One's their comfort movie, I'm like, what is comforting? <laughs> like we're all depressed. I'm like, everything about this movie radiates everything but comfort. Like what am I going on? Also, if I do go on Dunkirk rampages, feel free to yell at me to shut up. Feel free to yell what? I would, you know, I wouldn't stop you. We just have to do like fifteen parts to work turtles. Kill talks about Dunkirk for two hours straight. I mean, I I don't doubt that you. I'm sure you could do that. I could do it. I have a lot of Dunkirk theory. Thanks, because that movie's so good. We'll have to do a Thrones episode at some point. Yes, that one. Ooh, I can talk about that for a long time, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, wait. So, hi, my name is Becca. My pronouns are she, her, and um, the part of Eternals that had me screaming, crying, and shaking was, um, well, I... For some reason, I wasn't emotionally unstable during this movie. I felt the emotions <laughs> boiling, but I didn't let them, like, manifest. But I think when Gilgamesh died... Well, I, I was a wreck the whole time. I was so... Like, I felt anger when Gilgamesh died. So that's my answer to Same. that question. Oh my god. <sighs> Amy, I've, I... No, we can get in... We can get into it because I have okay. a whole I have a whole rant. Okay, we will. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Kels. My pronouns are she, they, and it, yeah. What part of Eternals had you crying, screaming, shaking? Um, the whole thing. How do I pick one? So true. Um, well, okay. I think the first time I was caught completely off guard and shaking was when the moment when all the lesbian inside me left my body when Druig showed up in a sleeveless top. And started kicking this one deviant's ass. I was just like, am Compet I straight? Am I? What is going on? And then my friend next to me was just like, bro, I thought you were a lesbian. I'm like, I don't know. Compet is finest. The last time I've had that big compet was during Rex during the Umbara arc. When he's like what? on your knees. <laughs> shaking during um Drake's whole thing I can't never see the name of that town but like before he left everyone he had that, that whole speech mm. and I'm like this screams religious trauma yeah I'm attached now I that scene like it made me emotional first of all because I was like I swear to god if Angelina Jolie gets killed off early in this movie I'm gonna be so having a mental breakdown but it's like I it was I've I was like tearing up because like they were like well she's not gonna be Fina anymore and I'm like Oh my god, like, I can't do this. Like, I thought, I thought something was gonna happen. I'm glad that Gilgamesh was like, nah, yeah. nah, I'm not so, gonna. You know what's bad? You know that idea was bad when the one that can control mind was like, no, this is a bad idea, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Derek said no, and I agreed. I'm like, this is like no. none of the other, and I know that Ajax was just trying to suggest what would probably be best for everyone in. Yeah. Athena in a way, but well, plus I, she's wiped minds before because yeah. like you know there's they've been wiped before so in her mind that's like just the best way to do it yeah I guess I don't know but yeah but everyone else is like nope sorry Bessie we don't <laughs> <Nope>. agree <laughs> no let's not do this well what did we think of the movie overall 
It's my favorite MCU movie, and if anyone has known me for any amount of time, they know how big of a deal that is, because my Black Panther phase was massive, mm-hmm. and I did not shut up about it for years, and so for a movie to replace Black Panther mm-hmm. as my favorite MCU movie is kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> And when I tell you I've thought of nothing but this movie the past two weeks, it's true. Like, am I sad that we didn't get any Kenobi anything or anything on, like, Disney Plus Day? Now, did I know we... I didn't think we were going to get a trailer because I thought it was too early, especially because Boba Fett's coming out. And I'm like, that feels like it's taking away Boba's thunder at that point. Yeah. But did I think we were going to get something that day? Yes. But part of me was just like, I'm kind of glad we didn't do anything because now I don't have to split my time between these two things i could just focus on eternal still and not have to like hyper fixate anything else because my ADHD brain's like no this mm-hmm. nothing else exists anymore so <laughs> i said many words without saying anything but i also think i said things <laughs> <laughs> well for me, I can't say it's my favorite because I've only seen two Eternals and Black Panther, but it is a really good. It was a really good movie. I saw it twice. Um, both I've seen times, it four times. I forced someone to take me to see it because I don't have my driver's license, so I can't take myself. Um, but I like, I loved it. Like, I I want I wanted to see it because of Angelina Jolie, and I came out of it. I'm like, whoa, like. Wait, now I'm obsessed. Like, like yeah. that sound on TikTok, I don't think you understand. I'm obsessed. obsessed? No, that, like, for real. Like, I was, like, going into it being like, oh, yeah, Athena, that's it. But now I came out, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like I love everyone. What the heck? Yeah. Except for freaking Icarus. <laughs> okay. Do I love him? No. Do I like his character arc? Yes. Yes. And we can go well into written. that later, because I have lots of thoughts about it, and how it actually was a really good arc, and I really enjoyed it. Plus, Richard Madden's great, and we love Richard oh, Madden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Recommend Richard Madden for all, oh, of, yes. your, for all of your movies. Hey. Favorite character and why? You can... <laughs> they can't see that. I... I brought my drawing figure out and I'm <laughs> staring at everyone. Bestie, I don't know cause... if you know this, but they can't see you. <laughs> I wish they could because my drawing is great. I love him. Uh, yeah, Drew my favorite. I went into this movie thinking he was going to be my favorite. I just remember like back in May when the first trailer came out, there was like one scene of him. And I was like, that one. I'm attached to the one wearing all black in the background. He's probably not going to be noticed at all. And then I was very excited about, like, all of his, like, scenes and things. And, like, I don't know. He was just super interesting because they could have – because in the comics, I don't know much about the comics, like, at all because I don't really read comics because it's hard for me. Mm. But, like, he's, like, very much the villain in the comics. So I think that's what everyone was expecting to kind of happen, especially because – with promo they were setting him up to be some sort of antagonist and the thing is i've watched enough marvel movies i'm like okay they're all hyping him up to be the antagonist i have a feeling he's not going to be the main antagonist now did i see them turning him into an emo golden retriever for makari mm-hmm. no but i mm-hmm. enjoyed it it was mm-hmm. amazing <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah i also just like this character kind of really is kind of sort of i don't know if that was the intent but he like 
kind of is an allegory for religious trauma because he was mm-hmm. the first one to call out everything on Arishon and is like, wait, maybe this isn't the right thing. What are we doing? And like left the group and that could almost be like leaving the church to try and deconstruct everything. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I put a lot of thought into this. So like as someone who's deconstructing right now because right. of a lot of religious trauma, I relate to that. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. I have no idea if Chloe Zhao meant that. But I took it. But the, yeah, that's what you took from it. And you, you saying that it makes a lot of sense as someone who also has religious trauma. Um, I think I feel like a lot of queer people have some sort of religious trauma. So what? is Druig queer? Um, bisexual. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Well, obviously, he loves Makari. Oh my god, he's the biggest Makari stan, and I love that for him because I I agree. You can't see, but I have Drew Kari forehead touch behind me, and it's my one of my favorite things. But, like, this boy, just, like, I hate everyone. I'm going to be a sarcastic little shit. And, like, you see him be a sarcastic little shit to everyone, all the Eternals. And then all of a sudden, Makari's there, and he's just like, let me just, like, make sure everything is perfect around you. Oh, here, someone hurt you? Let me go hurt them. Oh, here, let me just, like, clean the floor you walk on. Like... <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> My beautiful, beautiful Makari, did you miss me? Don't start. If you start too oh. early in the podcast, <laughs> we're gonna go down. <laughs> I, got, I got to drop. We're it gonna go I'll down a see. black hole. So see the fact that they put him with like the deaf character, and then he signed to her, and he was just, and then whenever he talked to her, he made sure that she could read his lips, and was very adamant about. And I'm just like. Uh, I'm mad at my ASL teacher for being terrible at teaching ASL because I know nothing, but it's fine. <laughs> she got fired at the end of the school year because she was so bad. Gone. Yeah, but you know it's fine. <laughs> my favorite character is obviously Tina. Tina. Um. But I also kin her, I found out, because I kin her in the fact that, like, I too am a strong person, but I also am very mentally ill, and it can, my episodes can lead to me having mental breakdowns, but I'm still, like, around, I'm still, you know, kicking. You kin Thena, I kin Druig, here we are. <laughs> like, I feel like just saying that I kin Thena kind of sums it all up. Like, you kind of, yeah. <laughs> I think it just basically sums up who I am. <laughs> <laughs> but she is my favorite, not because I just I think Angelina Jolie is an amazing actress, and like as she got older in, in her career, like you know, mm-hmm. her, she just got better and better each like with each role. Because I've watched so many of her movies, I have a list on my phone <laughs> of every Angelina Jolie movie I have seen, and it's when she was crying for Gilgamesh, it reminded me so much of Maleficent when she got her oh, wings same. clipped. Oh, same. I'm like, oh, that hurt. And, I'm, and oh, I God. heard that same. I'm like, that's like, the fact that she can get that raw emotion out, like, as if he actually died in real life. It's just, Fina was a very emotional character in general. And that's what, I like characters that are really emotional <laughs> because I'm really emotional. But Angelina... Chef's kiss, love of my life. Anyways, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think that. I had no idea they were going to take her character that way, and I actually really liked that. 
Because what I had no idea what the... I actually, going in, I thought she was going to be, like, the Ajax figure, like, the leader of the group. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how, like, it, looked, it felt like with promo. But I like what they did with it. And I like that Ajax was the mom. And yeah. Was I wish we got thing. more of... Same. I wish Ajax. we got more of her because I want to love her. I My thing... I was, talk, I was talking to my friend about this. I was saying, like... First of all, I think Gilgamesh didn't need to die. Second of all, I do think Ajax's death was very important to the plot, but I wish that we had gotten more of her. Yeah. Because she's cool. She's really cool, and I want to see her use her powers more. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love the, like, because she was the very... I mean, because, you know, she's been doing this for millions of years. She's Mm -hmm. the only one that still has all of her memories, like, mm. everyone else has been white, so she has millions of years of this stuff, and she's birthed so many celestials, and she hasn't doubted it at all, and suddenly she's on Earth now. Mm-hmm. She sees these people, and you see the effect that humankind has on her, to the point where she lets everyone go off on their own to, like, go explore the Earth and, like, make connections. And, be, and she's like, forget your purpose, like, go mm-hmm. live with humans and interact with them and then show me what you found when you come back and, we, and then she was like constantly taking care of them it was just mm-hmm. a mom and like oh oh my god i just ajax deserved better she deserved better no but it was, i also okay also her death though because okay so her ancient everyone has like an ancient counterpart my mythological counterpart of their mm-hmm. name and so ajax was ajax who was like who fought in the Trojan War, and the the way that he died was that he fell on his sword. Mm. And even though she's not a fighter, her sword was Icarus. Mm. Look how that what? turned out. Oh my You're welcome. god. Chloe Zhao, I don't know if that was on purpose, but I noticed it. Oh my god. That's crazy. My mind. <laughs> I can bring my ancient Greek mythology nerdness into this too. Because <laughs> I have a lot of that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway. So we did ask a bunch of people for questions, and you did not disappoint. <laughs> no way you had to. Okay. So, so we did. We did. Now, half of these are from my friend Kat, because she is a goat and sent a bunch of them. <laughs> but, okay, okay, you haven't watched Loki, but who would be a variant of each Eternal? So I don't know if she meant, like, are we variants of Eternals? Or, like, basically, which I feel like if we are variants, I'm Druid, you're Thena. <laughs> because in Loki, there's, like, different versions of the, of the same person in different timelines. Yeah. So that's because like Sylvie and Loki are variants of each other. I honestly, I feel like I could also be. I'm trying to think who is who's coming to mind. I think I could. Hmm, I'd be a variant of Makari because she's like, I don't know. Because I feel like I do have that sunshine to me when I'm not like depressed. <laughs> I don't know, but. Or, like, Cersei, because, you know, Cersei's, like, she always just wants to do the right thing. I love Cersei. Wants to do what's, like, she wants to do what she thinks is right. She's very, like, she stays true to her morals, and that's how I am. So I feel like I could be a variant of basically, like, any of the women. (laughs) 
But Thena, yeah. especially, just because Thena, like, again, Any I of said, the women, does that include Sprite in that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, listen. I feel, I feel like I could also, if I wasn't Druig, I wouldn't be Sprite. That's just who I am. I am just no, I get an that. angry ball of sarcasm. Bald? Did you say bald? Angry ball. No. What? Ball of sarcasm. Bald? I think you said bald. I'm like, Sprite's not bald, bald bestie. <laughs> Although I love that they didn't gender Sprite until like halfway through the movie, so she could have just very easily been a they, them. And if I, for as far as I'm concerned, she's non-binary. They, yeah, them. it's canon. They, them, supremacy. <laughs> well, she's a human now, so she'll... This is true. You know. She's a... Okay, but Connor wants to know, why is Drake so hot? Um, female gaze. Um, also I have no geeky. comment because he's not my compet. <laughs> uh, he, he is mine. It's really weird because in Dunkirk, his character is like my child who I would protect with all of my being, mm-hmm. and then in another movie, he is my compet, and I don't know how I feel about that. It's it's weird. We're on two different sides of the spectrum right now. <laughs> but- Kels, Kels is a journey. Wait, I just I just remember <laughs> that I have a signed picture of George somewhere in my closet and I have to find it. Wait. <laughs> Cuz I last year super obsessed with Dunkirk and so I was planning on buying a bunch of pictures of every all the boys cuz they're all like my children and I was going to have them all in picture frames so I could like a mother who sent her children off to war. I got George's, but I forgot to get the other ones, and it's hiding in my closet because I forgot to get a picture frame, and I just remembered. Wait. <laughs> anyway, I have a picture that was signed by Barry Keegan before he was White Boy of the Month. Does that give me brownie points? <laughs> I can't. I can't stand you. Can I just say, as someone who's been a fan of Barry Keoghan for a while now, seeing him as White Boy of the Month was a plot twist that I was not expecting. Oh, like, help. to go from, like, no one knowing who he is, and, mm-hmm. like, his tag anywhere being empty, to now just being full of thirst traps, it was whiplash. It's... <laughs> it's been a lot. Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah, why is Drew so hot? Female gaze. That's it. Plus he has dimples. Cute little dimples. Get the dimples. Nah. <laughs> nah. Enough of that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, do you think that Thanos knew about the whole planet being turning into a celestial thing? Here's the thing. I don't think he did. Okay, do you know about Thanos? Sort of. Because you haven't... I know he snaps. Yeah, he snaps. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically... Yeah, so uh, long story short, Thanos had this whole plan of, like, bringing balance to the universe. And, like, because all of these planets were getting overpopulated. So he's like, if I just wipe out half of all life, everything will be fine. So he gets all the stones and he snaps. And half of all of life disappears. So obviously on Earth, because it's trying to burn the celestial... They didn't have all the people, so, like, it delayed it, 
And then, you know, the Avengers brought everyone back in Endgame with another snap. And then, like, the emergence could happen. And so some people are now trying to be Thanos apologists, which is Mm. terrifying. Because they're like, he was trying to stop the emergence. I'm like, I don't think he knew about the emergence at all. (laughs) Like, I don't think he was aware of this. Because I don't... He he was just vibing. He was just vibing and just... I don't know. But I'm also just, like, if he was trying to stop the emergence, that is a terrible way of stopping it. Like, you could you could do that without getting rid of all life in the universe at once, but okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to kill so, human beings. <laughs> you don't have to literally steal all of them. Like, mm, no, let's not commit mass genocide, Thanos. Please stop. So, no, I don't think he knew about the celestial thing. Here's the thing. I think Eros did, though. Because so we know we know Eros is an eternal, which means that, and I think the reason Thanos looks the way that he does is because he has a deviant gene in him, mm. which is why he's purple, and doesn't look you know like Harry Styles. Uh, <laughs> oh, but I think because because Eros, I think he's one of the I think because there's a bunch of Eternals going around everywhere because Erisham made a bunch of them. I'm assuming. And so they're on all these planets birthing celestials. And I think somehow Eros became aware that Erisham and the celestials were like the bad guys, quote unquote bad guys. And mm-hmm. we're just like, wait, we shouldn't be doing this. So I think that's why he went and sought out the other Eternals. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to try and stop Erisham. And it's it's going to become insane. And I'm kind of, I'm very interested to see how all this is going to tie together. <laughs> I know, second movie it was the one. the multiverse and Shang-Chi, I'm like, this is a lot. The fact that they didn't already film the second movie to play right after the first one is beyond my understanding. <laughs> I I need a second one, like, yesterday. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm at the point where I don't care about anything else in the MC, which is this. <laughs> Eternals is the only thing that matters. <laughs> Eternals brainworms, that's it. What did you say? Eternals brain worms. Eternals brain worms. Or brain rot. I don't know. Whichever Eternals one brain Speaking of rot. brain rot, the thing that's taking over my brain, why is Druig and Makari the best couple of the MCU? Um, first of all, he drinks his respect women juice. And, uh, even, okay, he, okay, it's the perfect dynamic of he looks like he could kill you, but he's actually a cinnamon roll. But she's a, she looks like a cinnamon roll, but she could actually kill you. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty true. The way that she literally... The only reason Icarus did not die in that scene was because he needed the plot armor to get him to go face down Cersei later. Because Makari almost would've. brought down that white man. Would've. And it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, she would've. She, she would've. would've. I'm like... I understand why he didn't die in that moment, but he should have easily died in that moment because, but yeah, seeing a POC deaf woman beat the absolute living shit out of a white man was the most satisfying thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> she, the way she slaps him around. <laughs> Icarus, <laughs> Icarus is the weakest link. Icarus is the weakest link. Like, what was his purpose? Because I remember me and my what other friend that saw it. We were, that was the first time I saw it. They were like, 
all he's doing is flying around and shooting his lasers. He's not even killing these deviants. All his other, like, pals are killing the deviants like that. He's struggling. But he thought he was going to be, like, Ajax first and whatever. Like, I don't... Only because Ajax told him everything. Yeah, That's but... it. He, he, That's the only reason he thought he was superior. I'm like, bro, well, sit your ass down. Has he considered that maybe he's a loser? <laughs> and she's like, wait, he needs redeeming qualities. Here, I'll tell him everything. <laughs> Icarus. He couldn't, even kill, he couldn't even kill Ajax himself. He needed the deviants uh, to do it. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's First of all, he, that's why he's the weakest link. Like, if you're going to kill Ajax, do it. Do it. Yeah, he could have just killed her. He could have. Like, no, but tell the deviants to do it. Like, he was too much of a weenie. To Ugh. do it himself. See, that's why he's the weakest link. And I stand by that. I'm <laughs> like, bro, whoever carries out, the, whatever, whoever says the sentence, carries the sentence, carries the sword, or whatever. I'm attempting Game of Thrones reference. That was terrible. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, you know what I meant. But, like, he did, he couldn't, he carried out the sentence, but he couldn't carry the sword with it. Boom. He, there yeah. it is. He had a Joffrey moment where he couldn't do it himself. I'm so, I just compared Richard Madden to Joffrey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Richard Madden, please forgive me. <laughs> uh, okay. How would interactions between Eternals and the Avengers go? They don't hate each other. Okay. The Avengers are a bunch of co-workers who tolerate each other. There are friendships in, amongst those. But... They all are just co-workers that tolerate each other. The Eternals would show up, and the Avengers would just instantly hate them. <laughs> and the Eternals would probably be like, yeah, you're all a bunch of puny humans. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Also, everyone thinks, everyone thinks that Druig and Bucky would be best friends. No. Bucky, who spent 75 years of his life being mind-controlled, by this serum thing and like doing a thing against his will would instant would find out that this man can like do mind control mm-hmm. instantly would hate him he'd be like nope and drew would just be like you're not makari so i don't give any shits about you at all Meredith, i can't answer <laughs> so, that question so <laughs> sorry your emo boys would all hate each other plus loki is a, literally a trickster god who likes messing with people he would literally do anything to just mess with this boy like he'd just be oh, like him and icarus <laughs> oh my god i'm not saying that they're the same but i am saying that they would be probably be the easiest to mess with you know how like there's those men that like punch holes in their basement walls um yeah. that's a listen to Later Boy by Ashniko. That's where I got that from. Um, that's definitely Icarus. Yeah. He he definitely like lives in his mom's basement and punches holes in the wall when he gets angry. I would not be surprised that after he left Cersei, he went and just chilled in Ajax's basement. Probably. He just hid in Ajax's basement like, I don't know what to do. This is, again, he is the weakest link. Let's drive this home. Icarus is the weakest. <laughs> no, but did you, did you... Okay. But it made sense why he hated humanity. Because he never gave two shits about him. Like, 
in the very beginning of the movie, the very, very beginning, Cersei's looking down at Earth and is like, isn't it beautiful? He looks at her and she's like, I'm Icarus. The boy gave no shits. Yeah. He didn't care. He saw Earth as a mission and that was it. Which is why it was so easy for him to birth a celestial and everyone else. Meanwhile, everyone else is like, I'm attached in one way or another to this planet. We can't just destroy it. What are we doing? <laughs> like, even Kingo, who was just kind of like, I agree with Icarus, mainly because I have a crush on Icarus. He had a crush on Icarus. Let's be real here. He was in love with him. Whatever. <laughs> even though, But he wasn't willing to go hurt his family over it. So he's like, I'm going to just go and put myself out of the situation because I don't want to hurt anyone. And I respect that. So. Yo, I found it really interesting that he got taken with, like, the the other two that stayed on Earth. Because, mm-hmm. like, well, I understand why. Because he knew that it was happening and didn't do anything to stop it. Yeah. But I found that really interesting because, like, some people, some my friend, my one friend was like, "Why didn't? Why weren't all of them taken?" I'm like, "Because some of them weren't. They weren't on Earth. They weren't. They like, all they eat it away." Yeah. Tina's third willing to cry right now, and I find that really funny. That is really interesting. And now she has to do with <laughs> Harry Styles. And all I have to say is the fact that Harry Styles got to tell Angelina Jolie that she's beautiful before me is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> devastating no can we just talk about that scene for a second how it's like there's all like both both Fina and Makai are like I sent something Druid's just sitting in the corner eating snacks like what <laughs> I know they're like oh we're smart and powerful and he's like alright uh, carry on <laughs> oh hey it's my Dunkirk co-star hey bro <laughs> I know Barry had no control over Harry being in the movie, but I would like to think that they're like, we need this guy to play arrows. And he, Barry's just like, I know a guy. That's, that's how I think of it. Anyway. <laughs> but, okay. This wasn't a question, but people gave me permission to talk about Barry's sweater collection. All right. Just saying. Go, all right. Take it away. I do have a video on TikTok where I do rate some of his sweaters. Oh, so you have to follow them on TikTok. And follow me on TikTok to go see my sweater video. But we have to talk about the best sweater of all time. George Mills's sweater vest in Dunkirk is a masterpiece. And if anything in that movie gives serotonin, it's him in that sweater vest. That's the best part of the movie. He doesn't get it wet once the entire time. And considering it's a movie full of sinking boats, it's that's a that's a win. That he doesn't get it wet <laughs> at all. And he carries tea around and it's really cute. Um so, okay, the pink there's okay, so Barry wore two pink sweater vests. Not sweater vests, just sweaters. One of them is this hot pink sweater. I didn't know a man could pull off a hot pink sweater, but this man does. And then the other one, he has a little black turtleneck under it, and it's pink and fuzzy, and he wore it when he they went to go surprise a whole fan screening. And it's just adorable. <laughs> and I love it. Uh I don't know. Uh, I under okay, looking at how this man dresses, I understand why he didn't like the leather jacket because he's like, I just I don't like it. I don't know why people like this. I'm like, considering how you dress and just wear sweaters all the time, 
you do not, I can see why you didn't like the sweater, mm-hmm. leather jacket, but Chloe Zhao knew what she was doing with that leather jacket, because ever since I saw that jacket in August, I was like, yep, <laughs> that's my favorite right there. Here comes the boy. That was that was that moment for you. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's the oh, there's the yep, there's the heterosexuality. Yep, it's slapping me in the face. It's fine. I do also think it was a mix of gender envy though, because you gave me another character uh, in all black, and I had no choice but to instantly attach and want to look like him, but also, yeah. Okay. You look like you're dying right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm enjoying the show. <laughs> I could talk about the sweaters, but it's weird because I can't show them. I feel like I'd have to be able to show them, but no one can see them. So it's like, it doesn't, anyway, go, just go watch my video and comment on it because I enjoy it. And I put in some funny puns in there, sort of. Um, <laughs> jealous. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but what other historical events do we think the Eternals influenced? All of them. All of them. All of them. No, but can we talk about how because Druid controlled all of the Spanish armies and the Aztec warriors, Mexicans as they know it don't exist because that event led to Mexicans, modern Mexicans? And oh. Druid just kind of stopped the creation of Mexico. Uh, what? <laughs> Mexicans don't exist in the MCU. What? <laughs> I mean, he had to have stopped doing that at some point because he went to the... His little... No, but he's still... Well, because he... Okay, I have a, I mean, he obviously moved down to the Amazon, because, like, obviously, I can't say the name of that town, the city, I'm not even gonna try, because I would butcher it, but we all know what we're talking about. That one's the Aztec city, they got absolutely rampaged by the, by the Spanish, um, but yeah, then he ended up in the Amazon, because he said he could, like, protected that one tribe of people over, like, the generations. I feel like they migrated, just, they moved down to the Amazon, because they're like, this is a lot of people, so we're just gonna go live in the woods, but I also, I saw this one video of someone saying that Druig thinks he's protecting the people by doing that. Because that's in his head. That's how he thinks he's helping humanity is by stopping them from being violent. But instead, he literally just created this perfect little self-isolation thing to avoid his problems. And I'm like, yeah. I've never related before. <laughs> <laughs> I too would self-isolate so hard from my problems. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i do i just self-isolate when things go wrong and i oh hell yeah this is why this is why druig and i are the same person callus is a druid kenny <laughs> i'm a, a druid and an anakin kenny what does that say about me that says a lot <laughs> a lot i mean <laughs> i'm oh. a Fina kenny if it makes you feel better i mean yeah Okay, so do we want to go, like, through each of the Eternals and just kind of, like, talk about what we want about them? Just kind of go down the line? 
Because, like, I've talked about Yurig a lot. We've mentioned Icarus, Ajax, um, Kingo. I love that man. Honestly. Also, Karoon. Karoon carried that movie the no, same way he saying. carried those cameras. He's the best Eternal. Oh, Karoon supremacy. Kingo, what I like about Kingo, I loved his power. Mm-hmm. No, it, I love his little It's basically kind of like Icarus, but more fun. It was, because he had finger guns, and he was just going around shooting people. And That's why I love that. Like he was having a fun time. And then he did his little power-up thing. His little powerball thing. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I liked that. Ugh. I love that he was just him being like, Druig sucks. <laughs> I'm like, bro. I mean, yeah. Drew kind of no, did suck a little bit. His, his relationship with Makari, though, Kinko and Makari, oh, platonic mm-hmm. besties, or more like siblings, or nothing more like siblings. But the way that he, like, deeply cares for her, like, I feel like of all the Eternals, he's closest to her. Mm-hmm. Because you can kind of see these little moments where, like, I think that's why he was so taken aback when he found out that Drew and Makari were a thing. He's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Why is the ball of sunshine with the emo demon over here? What is going on? Because <laughs> also noticing how like people, when people talk to Makari, how like which ones take the time to sign with her? It's Druid, Kingo, and Fastos who really like actually genuinely talk to her mm-hmm. and sign with her. Icarus doesn't sign once. And when he talks to her, he doesn't even pay attention. Because, like, during the final fight, he, like, talks to her. And I'm like, bro, she's running around you and has no cannot see your lips right now. She has no idea you're talking to her. Mm-hmm. Which shows that he, one, just doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, everyone else. Because like, you see Fastos when he talks to her. He very obviously looks her in the eyes and makes sure that she can see his mouth moving. Same with Druig. Same with Kingo. And I'm like, it just kind of shows how much they all, like, really include her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't know. It's the small things. Plus, I'm a hard of hearing person, so I notice those things. But, you know. Right. <laughs> but just how they all interact with her. And Kingo's just, yeah, Kingo's like the fun sibling that just gets super protective of it. Because one thing I liked about him is how, even though he was so, like, self-obsessed at times, mm-hmm. he still was so selfless at right. the same time. And, like, he was, because Kumail has talked about it, how, like, he played it with these opposites. Where, like, he's one thing. He's super cocky. But he also is super genuine at the same time. He's all like these extremes, and it like makes yeah. him super interesting. And it I worked want for him. More, I want, yeah, and I want more of him later on because he's great. And I need, I need more Karoon because of that man. <laughs> I, I think just them seeing how the fans responded, I hope that that's enough <laughs> to like that he has his own poster, doesn't he? He has a little poster. <laughs> He has a poster, uh, uh, Dane has a poster, they gave Arrows a poster, which I find so funny. The fact, no offense, the fact that Dane got a poster, I'm like, I mean, he was barely in the There's, film. they're setting him up, because I know- I know. Obviously, because with the end credit scene, like, I had a feeling he wasn't gonna be in this movie a lot, mm-hmm. especially with everything that was going on. Um, and I knew that, like, definitely they were setting him up to be something, especially with, like, the thing at the end- yeah. With the sword. And, of course, I was sitting there like, the, what in the Jon Snow is going on? I can't, like, I only see Jon Snow. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought he was a little nerd. 
he was just a little nerd and it was so cute and how like he just wasn't phased by the fact that she just told him hi i'm like seven thousand years old and he's just like okay <laughs> so you can't turn me into a giraffe you can't turn me into a giraffe which is funny because cersei in mythology could turn people into animals okay so little tie in there and so yeah he just yeah and he's just a little nerd and I'm very excited to see what happens with him because I love I love Kit Harrington. He's great. And so to be able to see him do action stuff will be fun because he's good at that. Um Okay, what are your thoughts on Sprite though? Because I feel like people either hate her or they love her. I have like both extreme the both those extreme feelings about her. Like I think I liked her a lot during most of the movie. And then when she went away with Icarus, like, I know why she did, but for some reason it made me not like her. But, like, her character is still really interesting, but I will say, like, I didn't like how mean she was to Cersei. I know she was jealous, but, like, she was so mean to Cersei, and I didn't like- Like, when she started saying that, like, Icarus was the strongest one, blah, 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 I was like, excuse me? Like, she said, right? Like, she's like, this isn't right. Like, she said it right in front of Sir. I'm like, no, this is <laughs> like, oh my god. No, yeah, because people, like, are just running around absolutely hating her. I'm like, first off, okay, I understand she looks 12, but this is a 7,000-year-old being stuck in a 12-year-old body. She acts the way you'd think she would. Plus, Leah McHugh is amazing, and, like, I just can't believe that she was that young and was that good at what she was doing. Also, if anyone tries to go after Leah McHugh because they hate Sprite, we are not having another Jake. Yeah. We're not doing that. We are not going after child actors. No. Leah McHugh, we must protect from the world. Like, people um, still don't separate, like, the fiction from I know. The actor. I'm like, you can hate Sprite, but you can love Leah because Leah killed it. Like, oh, that yeah. was, oh, that was not an easy role to play. No. And, like, the way that it was so believable that you could tell this was a 7,000-year-old being inside of a, like, 12-year-old body, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And, like, her timing with everything was amazing. But, yeah. I, okay. But I I like Sprite. Granted, she's not my favorite. But, yeah, I did really like her story. And I like how, what I mostly like about everyone is that all of their motivations made sense. Mm-hmm. And, like, you could tell that they genuinely believed what they thought, what they believed which is hard to do in a two and a half hour movie with that many characters, but they did it. And I also just really like the whole Peter Pan reference because I am a Peter Pan fan, mm-hmm. like massive Peter Pan. And as soon as they drop that, I'm like, Oh, yup. She's Tinkerbell. That's how this is. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Wait, Gil- Gilgamesh, my man. Rest in peace. That is the definition of a male wife. We love... See, okay. I Actually, this is a good question for me to ask you. What are yeah. your thoughts on Gilgamesh and Athena? Because I feel like there's, like, a lot of people who say they see them as, like, just friends. Some will see them as a ship. Some see them as, like, more than both of those things. It, I like, see them as, like, an like, old married couple. Like, they're, like, like their relationship transcends, like, our understanding of, like, relationships. Oh, yeah, because, like, I see them... romantic. I see it as, like, they literally acted like an old married couple, mm-hmm. but in the best way. 
because it was so obvious that he cared for her. Oh. Like, he was willing to put his life at risk mm-hmm. for her. He took her to a remote place so she could, if she had episodes, she wouldn't hurt anyone else. And so, and like, he not only did he cook for her, he made her like genuinely good meals. Mm-hmm. He let her draw and just do whatever. And he cooked and he cleaned. And like, He's and he said that he would do it in like any on any planet, and I'm just like oh. the dedication this man has. I'm like that's love, whether, like whatever, not, whether whether or not it's romantic or not. That is something that you don't really get that, ever. Yeah, like I feel like it. Kind of, like, like I said, I feel like it kind of transcends platonic or romantic. Like it's like a completely yeah. different thing. Like it's its own special thing, and there's like no yeah. word for it. It's it's so good, and I love it so much. And like just the way that she even like at the end, like their relationship, they, it was so good that she knew that the deviant wasn't him, even though he was using Gilgamesh's voice. Mm-hmm. She knew it wasn't him, and I'm like, whatever that is, that's soulmate shit. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh. Oh my god. Gilgamesh, rest in peace, bro. You didn't have to die. Unfortunately, Ajax did, but you didn't. Then there's Cersei. I love love Cersei. Okay, you know what I love? Is one, she was a POC leading woman. And two, she was a strong woman and a strong female character without being like stereotypical punchy character. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, her strength came from her love for humanity. Yeah. And it's... I loved that so much. And, like, her powers were so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, She really, like... And Sprite saying that Cersei wasn't strong, or saying, like, Icarus oh, yeah. is the strongest, blah, 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 like, or that he's stronger, is ridiculous. Like, sure, because... could Icarus beat her in a fight? Probably. But, but she's, like, she's stronger in the fact that, like, she cares. Icarus didn't care yeah, about literally anything. That's why Ajax chose Cersei. Because the Cersei is just sitting there like, why did she choose me? I'm like, it's because it was so odd. I'm sure, like, Cersei's love for humanity helped Ajax learn to love humanity. Yeah. And she, when Ajax like, we need to stop this emergence, Icarus is like, no, bye. Cer- Ajax was like, okay, well, I know that Cersei could stop this. Like, if anyone could stop it, she can. So that's why she chose her. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I loved it. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> I'd also just love Gemma Chan. Mm-hmm. She did so oh good. my god. They're all so hot. Just all of them. <laughs> They're all gorgeous. <laughs> Chloe Zhao knew what she was doing. She did. Yeah. <laughs> Our brains stop malfunctioning for just a hot sec. That's what happens when yeah. you talk about Cersei. It's just I need to I need a moment to like sit in it because I love her. She does that to your brain. Does it to your brain? <laughs> so were there any other I'm trying to think any other characters that were notable that we forgot? I think we got everyone. I think we did. Yeah. We didn't talk about Fastos that much. Though. Oh fuck! I can't play. My gay icon. 
I knew I was forgetting I someone that. that bothered me. I love that so much because it shows that like he because he lost faith in humanity, but in the same in the same way though he found faith in humanity through his husband and his son. So I thought I like know. that was beautiful that that was kind of like healed <sighs> a bit because after that scene with like Hiroshima and stuff, I was like, oh, this looks like a man who would never want to have anything to do with humanity ever again. And that the fact that he like believes in humanity again because of his family and the fact that like his family had a huge influence on him even going back with the Eternals is like mm-hmm. it's really interesting and I love it. Also the fact that his husband was I don't know if was Arab. We had a gay Arab just in a Marvel movie mm-hmm. with a black man. I'm like this is ins-. like I remember saying I'm like this is insane. Like not only is our first legit gay couple like, one, they don't fit, they're not, like, any harmful stereotypes of gay people. Because he wasn't, because they could have made him stereotypically gay and made him, like, weirdly feminine, which mm-hmm. would have been fine, but they didn't have to. And, like, and he was so funny. I loved how funny he was. And, like, mm-hmm. and then he was just, like, I don't know. I love him. So, I can't believe I forgot about it. I knew I was forgetting someone and it was bothering me. And the fact that it was our gay icon and we're the queer ascendancy, we forgot, almost forgot the gay one. That's what... What are, you, what are you here for? What are we here for about for the gay? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I just I love him so much. Yeah, he <laughs> a lot. His um, his power was really cool. Like that, it was interesting. Oh it was so different I'm from co- everyone else's. Yes. I'm also just, okay, you haven't seen Shang-Chi, but I'm convinced that the Ten Rings came from the Eternals somehow, and that's how they're going to connect. I don't know how, oh. but I think that's, because, like, the very end of Shang-Chi, they're like, when did your dad find these? He's like, about a thousand years ago, and they're like, it's a lot, like, these mm. rings are a lot older than that, and we don't know where they came from. And I'm like, they came from the Eternals somehow. I don't know. Whoa. I can't explain, yeah, but I, that's my theory. That's interesting. Well, I want to, I do want to watch Shang-Chi. Oh, it's very good. It's my third favorite Marvel movie. Behind Black Panther. <laughs> Eternals, Black Panther, Shang-Chi. As, as it should be. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Icarus, Icarus too, flew close. <laughs> Icarus flew too close to the sun, and I enjoyed it. That was a, that was a good time. Apology. Thank you, Chloe Zhao. And I don't, because I honestly don't know how segments will sound on the podcast. If it, if people just heard, like, a long pause, and all of a sudden you're like, Icarus flew himself, and so, like, because we have to record in segments on this app. We can only record for an hour each time. <laughs> and all of a sudden, in the episode, people just hear Icarus. a long pause, Icarus flew himself in the sun. No, but, okay. So, I th- I don't know. I, what I said was kind of cool. I'm going to say it again. I already told Becca while we were chugging water. But how Icarus was ending, how I really liked it, even though my mom hated it, which I find funny. But, because Icarus, his whole thing is that his entire purpose is to set the Celestials and birth Celestials and make this emergence happen. And because they fail in that, he now doesn't know what to do because he has no connections with Earth because, again, he doesn't give a shit about Earth at all. 
Two, he's ruined all ties with his family because he tried to kill all of them. So they all don't like him. And so at that point, and he's like, and then Arishan's going to find out we failed to birth Tiamat. He's just going to come kill us anyway. I have no reason to be here. And that's why he eats himself into the sun. Plus, Igris flew too close to the sun and died. And yeah. Yay, mythology. Jesus Christ. Uh, Why are you laughing at me? Again, Icarus, the weakest link. Um, He is the weakest link, and I will die on that hill. So, Kels found this, of course, a BuzzFeed quiz (laughs) that says, everyone embodies one member of the Eternals, which one are you? So we're going to take that quiz, and we're going to, like, obviously read it through for you. So, like, we'll go back and forth with each question and like you know we'll read the answers and then what we're gonna choose so do you want me to go first for the first question you you, you can go okay the first question is choose a location from eternals to visit the choices are babylon deep space the eternal ship ajax farm the volcano (laughs) the volcano emergence point and jewish rainforest I love how the Amazon is now Druig's Rainforest. It's Druig's Rainforest. <laughs> um, oh my god. Can, honestly, uh, the emergence point was, like, despite the fact that it was an emergence point, it was really pretty. But the eternal yeah. ship is cool, so I'm picking that one. Plus, you get to hang out with Mercari. Um, I'm saying. torn between Babylon, because my uh, historical loving self is like Babylon, because mm-hmm. history. But I'm also like, I'm really... Druid's Rainforest, but also it's really hot there. Druid's Rainforest? <laughs> no, we're going Druid's Rainforest. <laughs> I, I am Druid's Rainforest. Stop. <laughs> okay. Um, Stop. Choose a quote from the movie. Um, when you love something, you protect it. Thank you, Gilgamesh. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> I just read quote two blends down i'm already laughing at it i'm sorry okay this planet and these people have changed all of us but i've uh, but i've always wanted to who said that i don't know but this is the one that had me laughing no fina said but i've always wait fina said but i've always wanted to do because icarus is talking about fighting oh true and she's like i've always wanted to and she's like basically Thena says she wants to. She she's been wanting to beat Icarus up this whole time. I lo- okay. I love that. Literally, it's the perfect family dynamic because they all were just waiting to throw hands at the least like sibling. And I yes, but here we just got BTS to cameo. That's the one that got me laughing earlier. Mm-hmm. And the end of an era of one era is the beginning of another. And you know what's never to the planet? Your sarcasm. <gasps> I. Okay, for me it's between, but I've always wanted to because um, the way she says that, iconic, or you know one's ever saved the planet, your sarcasm. You know what, I'm doing sarcasm. I'm doing that one. I think because I laughed at it so hard, BTS to cameo. (laughs) Which of these words best describes you? Caring, practical, cunning, courageous, resilient, and determined. I think caring for me. Cunning? Question mark. <laughs> I don't even know what cunning means. I'm gonna come out and say it. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't even remember what that means. Here, I'll look at. I'm. I'm looking at the You're, definition for you. Definition of cunning. 
Oh, having or showing skill at achieving at one's ends of deceit or evasion. Um, yes. Yup, that's me. Okay. So true, bestie. Even though even though we don't talk about Harry Potter here, I was a Slytherin, and they were cunning, so. But that's all I'm saying. At that point, we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> fuck JK Rowling. Uh, <laughs> okay, choose the superpower you totally have if you were an eternal. Mind control, advanced weaponry, super speed, illusion magic, technology creation or reality manipulation like what i would actually have or what i would want to have are two different the ability to sleep all the time i feel like i would actually have illusion magic but i want to have advanced weaponry but i'm not like a i would never be a fighter like that so but super speed is really cool because like makari just oh but I illusion magic is kind of cool because it makes me think of the Owl House and Gus because he's an illusionist. Um, just throwing a little bit of an Owl House crumb. Do it in there. Okay, I'm going super speed because uh, Makari. I'm, honestly, I'm doing illusion magic because I just think it's. I mean, I do. I think it's the best one. No, I think advanced weaponry is the best one, but I think it's the one I would probably have is illusion magic. So I'm doing there that you one. Go. There you go. Is this one me? Yeah. Yeah. It's of course the, an MCU question. <laughs> Choose an MCU character for the Eternals to battle. Spider-Man, Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, Captain Falcon, Captain Marvel, or Thor? Why did they call Sam Wilson Captain Falcon? I have a question. See, I, I don't know who anyone is. So why was Why is Sam Wilson Captain Falcon? But, okay. It's because they tried to go Captain America, but they just kind of merged it. I don't know. That's weird. Okay, to, for them to f- battle, well, <sighs> okay, who would they win against? Uh, let's see. Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, love you. They could kick your ass. Scarlet Witch, she could hold up against them pretty well. Uh, Doctor Strange could hold up pretty well. Sam, I love you, but uh, you are a human that has no enhancement whatsoever. You'd get your ass whooped. Captain Marvel could hold up against them. Thor? I don't know. They could do okay do fine I don't, okay i'm picking scarlet I'm like, witch just because i see her a lot on twitter <laughs> i'm gonna go with sam because he's my favorite character anyway uh which of these would you consider your weakness oh no <laughs> <laughs> i worry too often uh, me i'm a little selfish me i give up too easily me i struggle to see the bigger picture me? i have major trust issues me oh, that's me um, I'm easily distracted. Me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which like, one wait, says I'm, I'm mentally ill? Uh, I have major trust issues, so we're going with that one. I'll do I worry too often because I have, I have diagnosed an anxiety disorder. So. Oh, I love, I love that you're getting all the MC questions. This is hilarious. <laughs> phase, I don't know what, okay, phase four projects. Wait, what? I can't, I can't. <laughs> I had part of the question cross, so I was like, phase four? Okay, which of these phase four projects has been your favorite so far? Um, okay. WandaVision, Loki, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or what if? I have not seen any of these, so I'm picking Shang-Chi. Oh my god. <laughs> it's between Shang-Chi and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh my god. Ugh. They were both so good. Okay, I'm also gonna go with Shang-Chi. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> and finally, choose oh god, choose an eternal yes. to bring home to your parents. Um, Athena! Cersei? Cer- 
Thina because Cersei Fastos Druid Kinko Makari Thina. Um, Thina. Should I bring Druid home to my parents? Probably not. Will I? Yes. Yes, Thina. Okay. <gasps> Who'd you get? I got Druid. I got Cersei. Oh, I see it. It says you have perhaps the most love in your heart out of anyone. You'll always keep. The mindset that love wins in the end, and that's something truly beautiful about you. Always be the first one to do the right thing, and your love for life itself is unmatched. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. I approve. It's like, much like Druig, you're not afraid to do things your own way. If you see a situation headed south, there's no way you'll ignore it. The people, the things you care about are too important for you not to defend them. You know what that sounds like? Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally Anakin in a, in a description. I feel like, I, I will, so, because I was, like, thinking, like, how could I relate these characters to Star Wars characters? And I feel like Cersei, she kind of reminds me of a mix of, like, Padme and Rey, personally. Yeah. I just had to talk about Star Wars for a minute. Go, go for it. Talk but, like, I don't Wars. know, like, I see, because, you know, I don't, I, because Padme, like, the way that, pa- like, her moral compass is so important to her. And, like, with same with Cersei, like, she couldn't just let um, Anakin's doppelganger, but not actually, because they don't look anything like Icarus. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I could go on a whole thing. We need, like, another episode for each yeah. of our little theories and, like, connections, because I could go into, like, detail about these things, but Cersei, like, she also kind of reminded me of Rey because, like, she questions herself a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Rey does the same exact thing. Like, she questions her self-worth, her purpose, and Cersei does the same thing. But they're both very strong characters. And, she, like I said, she's like Padme because Padme mm-hmm. cares so much about making things right in the Republic. And just, she cares about the people and Cersei cares about humanity. So, yeah. there's my little... I- Thing. I love that. There's I my little... That. Okay, we briefly touched on the whole Anakin Icarus thing. Now, will mm-hmm. I say that... Okay. Druig also kind of has Anakin vibes in ways, oh. which I think is one yeah. reason why I attached him so quickly. Um, but the whole Icarus thing is, yes, definitely... Yeah, we saw this one tweet where it's like, when are we going to talk about how Icarus and Cersei were literally Padme and Anakin if Anakin had chosen the Order? Mm-hmm. Because that's that that's it because Anakin would have left if he had chosen the order he would have left Padme and chosen like to protect the Jedi instead of trying to like mm-hmm. you know go kill all of them to save her but you know yeah which is where the bridge is where it's kind of like Drake where Drake's like I'm gonna go protect the ones that I love fuck you bro mm-hmm. uh, yeah well, do we have any closing thoughts? You can't see what they're doing, but they're holding up. They're Drew Drukari. Uh, Disney, give us a Drukari show on Disney Plus. Um, that's that's all I need at this point. <laughs> oh. Also, if literally any more of these Eternals die in later th- things, I will lose it. I can't. I can't handle more of them dying. No. Nothing. Nothing bad's allowed to happen to them ever again. 
Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling, though, that it's... <laughs> not Especially that Marvel. Marvel does that, but... <laughs> it's not going to be a fun time in the second no, movie. Not. Really not. I'm excited, but I'm terrified. Oh, I'm so excited. But based off of what we saw... <laughs> I'm scared. But at least I'll get to see Harry Styles. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, if you want to see more Harry Styles, Dunkirk! He's in Dunkirk. Which I find so funny because he, when he auditioned, Christopher Nolan didn't know who he was. And so he mm-hmm. cast him based on his acting ability. That's cool. I didn't know yeah, that. So that's, that's, yeah, so that's one reason why I really like it because Harry actually is a really good actor because he actually did really good at Dunkirk. And so I can kind of tell, like, when people are like, he's going to be terrible as arrows. I'm like, you clearly haven't seen him in Dunkirk. Like, he did a really good job in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, Chloe Zhao wouldn't just cast Harry simply because he's Harry, you know? But because it's the MCU and they want people that can, you know, actually do things. Mm-hmm. So he's going to do good. I'm very excited to see what he actually does when he has more stuff to work with. Obviously, they're just an end credits scene, but... Yeah. Yeah. And just to see how that all that ties in. Because I feel like with bringing in arrows, they can bring in more of Thanos' backstory... Which would be kind of interesting to see how Thanos got to that point, and then, like, of course, what else is going on, and how Eros became aware that Erisham was, like, destroying our planet. Mm-hmm. But. No! My closing statement Stan Athena for clear skin and flourishing crops. She's the best mental illness representation. <laughs> is. <laughs> That's it. And a Gilgamesh is male wife representation. Be like Gilgamesh. Yes. If when we say we want strong men, we want Gilgamesh. That's that what is I'm a strong saying. man. Gilgamesh. All that's it. We he Gilgamesh. is the moment. He is everything. He is everything. Uh Karun yes. is also eternal. Yeah, Karun's the best one. <laughs> I love him. I would do anything for that man. He Just like he, I love the what I liked about the movie is that, like, it had so many different types of, like, themes, genres going on. Like, it had comedy, it had drama, it had action. And Someone I liked... said it was literally a high fantasy space opera, and I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. just the way the crew, when he left them, he, like, thanked all of them. And didn't blame them for the world ending. And he was just like, thank you for being being amazing internals. And then when he left and Drew, gave him a smile. And I was just like... <laughs> I should have known that this was somehow going to lead back to Drew. <laughs> Drew had brainworms all day, every day. Uh, they should have kept Drew boxing at Deviant in there. Because Barry is an amateur boxer. And he did do a whole sequence where he just beat the shit out of a deviant and they should have kept it in. Uh, (laughs) Also, Barry posted about Drew Curry on Twitter today and I freaked out. So, also the official Marvel page posted about Drew Curry today. And I think that was fate for us to do this record on the day that Marvel acknowledged Drew Curry. It's a sign. (laughs) On the main. It's a sign. It is a sign. The universe has smiled out upon me. 
Oh my goodness. Alright, Bestie, I'm yawning. Hey. You know what that means. We don't have an outro because we don't know what we're doing. Well, thanks for listening um, to our eternal special episode on if the Queer Ascendancy. Let us know. If you want <laughs> more content, more. go to our TikTok. Link in the description. Where I thirst over Martian Row. Like, that's it. Um, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, Stan Eternals for Queer Skin. It's the best horror movie. <laughs> Bye, bestie. Bye. <laughs>